Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Waterfall Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Nick Johnson. Today, I am being joined by joe heinz yes sir what's going on oh not much we should mention that this podcast has been sponsored by boss ammunition Woo. Woo. hell yep. yeah i know you shoot boss yes, i shoot sir. boss i do and uh let's talk about some band hunting tales let's do it i right. love me a good old leg banded honker did you get to do any band hunting like solo band hunting this year yes i did but unfortunately it was in october which sucked which ass sucked ass i only decoyed five geese that day and then when i was picking up 10 minutes after shooting time you four, shot one four or five <laughs> yeah. no four or five hundred of them went the cornfield <laughs> shut up nick uh, no, well, four or five hundred went in the cornfield right next to me, like right over my spread. I could have called in tons of them, but it's, you know, October's a tough time. October is a tough time. Still weather, full moons, but have, um, I tried so it. How many Dave Smith decoys are you up to? I have three dozen full bodies and a dozen um, full body sleepers. Any of the new stackable sleepers? No, none of the new stackable Have you sleepers. seen them? I have, and I just, I don't know. Uh, they look, they're a great decoy. I just like the way the full body sleeper looks more. Yes. So yeah. I think well, if anything, yeah. I'm going to get another dozen of those, and then that'll be it for my spread. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the by far, my my favorite carving that Dave Smith has ever done yeah. is the the giant sleeper full body 
yeah. sleeper carving. Yeah, it's just that's a creepy. Piece, you know? Yeah. Oh, good way to put it. Yeah. A mantelpiece. Yeah. Put it on the fireplace by the TV. So, do you think? Do you think anything lesser or great is? Or is anything worse or better to use than Dave Smith's? Well, obviously, there's stuff that's worse. Would you switch out a Dave Smith spread for like a stuffer spread? Would you think like if it was just no. free? Absolutely not. No. I don't think you, you got to take way more care of them things, and they usually end up getting oily, and and I feel like they break a lot easier. You know, I think of I think a DSD looks way better than a stuffer. I do too, and stuffers kind of have a goofy posture. That's what I'm and saying. at the mm. end, at the end of the day, too, like. Um, doesn't matter what decoy you're looking, they have a creepiness to them because they don't move. Right. And which doesn't seem to affect the birds um, at all until they get like right up on it. Sometimes they're like, what the fuck is this? Maybe after they landed. But right. Other than that. Dude, I've noticed one thing uh, while band hunting quite a bit, which is really weird. If birds come into the spread and they see you poking up about above the layout blind, kind of like within that first 30 second, like you've lost those birds basically. Yeah, yeah. They start sure. to walk away. Yep. But why is it like I can go to my truck to get a couple gummy worms mm -hmm. and then a goose lands in the spread. And it hangs out there and it doesn't walk away. And it know? doesn't walk away. And I'll walk into my spread, even get back into my layout blind. Yeah. But like if they notice you there, when you yeah. when they land, they freak out, but they can acclimate to the decoys, and then you walk in. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I think, I mean, maybe it's just they can tell your presence, you know? I do. They, they can either tell your presence is there, or they can kind of see you peeking out a little right. bit. Yeah, right. you got the mesh in front of you, but I, I feel like maybe you're not as hidden as you think you are when you're laying in there. Because when you... Yes, I agree. You walk into a dark room... And you just kind of get that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody in here. And I used to say to do this, and I used to practice it, but I haven't been recently where I was... I used to say, like, once you land a flock of geese, slither down into your layout blind. Yep, yep. And just, like, do whatever you can to not pop up for, like, 120 seconds. That's right. Yeah. Like, play on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you got to do. And then, like, when you do come slithering up, it is like they've acclimated, and they're like, oh, everything's cool here. But they see you poke up, and they're like... Huh. Well, he didn't bother me for a long time, so maybe he's not gonna right. bother me now. Right, almost like like how you're walking into a spread and uh, they just look at you. They, they look at you concerned. Yeah, but they're like none of the other decoys are moving. Right, none of the other quote unquote geese are moving. But so yet, maybe this is okay. They do start to like trust the decoys. Yes, that's right. I have left out Dave Smiths in a field. Like one day I was band hunting, <clears throat> and there's like 30 geese in my spread, and sunset came and went. Yeah, I'm like I gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. But I was like. I'm going to hunt the same spot tomorrow anyways. I'm going to slither on up out of here. When I got back in there the next morning, there was five of those 30 that had slept in the decoy. Still staying, still sleeping on. And there's, geese don't fucking sleep in fields. No, not really. But they must have just, they must have just been out there like, are we going back to water? Yeah, like, right. yeah, the rest of these aren't going, so right. maybe this is where we're going to stay. That's, I guess we're going to stay here. And sure as shit, they'd sleep out there with the decoys. But I've never seen a goose ever do that without the influence of their decoys. But right, right. Yeah, no, when I, when I go band hunting, I look at the field very well. Like, okay, this is a green field. Tomorrow, I'm going to green grass my blind. I'm going to wear a green sweatshirt, and yep. I'm going to wear a green hat. Yep. If it's a beanie or a baseball cap, it's going to be green. And then when I get out there, 
I'm going to paint my face black with a little bit of green in it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to paint the top side of my hands that's, black. That's such a, a good move. Because, well, no, you got your face painted, but then when you put your hands oh, to, yeah. in front of your face to goose call, you're basically showing your skin to them. Right, exactly. Like, so, here, I'm wearing a face mask, but I've got my... But I have my skin hands showing. So yep. I, I paint my hands, too. That way, you're completely invisible. And I'll stay down as I'm calling. I won't use any flagging. Mm-hmm. And I'll just... Well, I mean, it depends if I'm sitting in the middle of the field or not. But I usually don't do any flagging. And um, I know you don't, which is fine. Yeah. But... um. I'll stay as concealed as I can, right? And call up these geese and try to get them as... Le- and I'd nerd out on the hide, too. Like, mm-hmm. like every strap, every... I'm, like, try to ta- taper my blind down to the ground. Really nerd out, yeah. yeah. And I have my shoulders way below that headrest, and I'm just peeking out through that mesh. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to look at them as they're landing. I kind of am, but as soon as they land, then I just sit there for, like you said, about 90 seconds. Would you- Hang or ninety or a minute and a half or whatever it is, you know, whatever you're comfortable. However with. long you can possibly like until, hold and, yourself down until because when they land, they'll stand there and they'll stand very still and just hang out. Yep. And then after about that minute, minute and a half mark, you'll see one shake it off, start looking one for some food, one will start pruning, and another one, one will start eating. Yeah. And now they're moving, and I'll let them move for probably about another twenty seconds. Right. And then I'll slowly lift myself out of the blind. Put the binos up and get to looking. It's such a good strategy, but I, it's it's also a difficult strategy to enact because, God, like when they land and they're like right there, you're like, I just want to check them now. Yeah, right. And right, sometimes right. I'm gonna admit, like I can't help myself but do it. Yeah, yeah. But especially if it's like five birds, and I know like I can check each individual one. That's right. And if they're walking away and they're a little freaked out by it, so what? So be it. Yeah. But it does create another problem when they walk away from the spread and you got more birds coming. And they start landing further and further away out. You're, be- you're better off. And, well, it depends on your on your hide. If you're in the middle of the field, I, I've i killed a lot of leg bands, but as they're decoying, I'm looking at them through the binos. Mm-hmm. And you can usually see two or three or four when they kick their feet out and start landing. Like, okay, those four aren't banded. Yep, yep. And then I'll take my attention after they land to look at all the other ones. Right, right, right. You know, I, I try. I do the same thing. I try to at least knock a few of them out that's right. that's on their right. way in and then yes. get back down in. Yep, like, right. all right, I know those three aren't banded. And yep. and if you got the sun at your back, which you should have the sun at your back try if you ba- yes. try to as yes. best you can, yep. um, you should be able to even pick them out. Mm-hmm. And there was... Two of them I picked out this year without binocs, but you always have that shadow of a doubt. So I pull yes. up the knocks and be like, yep, oh, God, look, look. Yeah, right. oh my God, there it is. Would you agree with the statement that you kill fewer bands band hunting than by going out with your buddies and smashing? Uh, I, I wouldn't know the difference because I only hunt with a bunch of buddies usually. Okay. It's not like I'm like, all right, every other day I'm going to... Go out with friends, try to kill 30, and then I'm going to band hunt solo. And then go out with friends, right. try to kill 30, and band hunt solo. Because I've always felt like band hunting, if somebody wants to take up band hunting, you got to do it for the love of band hunting and not because yeah. you want to fill your lanyard. Right, so yes, yes. Because it's, it's a completely different technique. It's a completely different sport to the sport of fully committing and decoying right. geese. And uh, I know you do like a lot of photography and videography on all of your hunts. Mm-hmm. Like um, how many times have you seen it where a band comes in and gets away? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, bet it, I bet I've noticed one in the flock like 
two or three times. On two, your three, four like going times. back through the footage. Yeah, I'm like, oh damn it, that one in the back definitely had a leg bend. Right. It's like crap. I had but. Carter Deny come out and film with me for two days this uh, last fall, and on our first hunt, there was two banded geese that were in the flocks that like came into about thirty, circled around. So potentially, if you had five guns out there, you could have got it. Yeah, you could have got it. And but I, you can't do that when you're alone because if you just start hacking in the geese, you're gonna hit your limit very fast. Exactly right. Too. So I had a one of the uh, times I was leg man hunting. I was with my buddy Chase, or our buddy Chase Renville. Yeah. And um, we were laying there, and I'm like, all right, Chase, you can come with, but we're only gonna kill geese. If they're banded, like we're going to land two, 300 geese out here. And if there's no bands on them, we're going to go home without pulling the trigger. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So we're laying out there, got all the blinds, nerdy, got our faces paint, blah, blah, blah. And this 10 pack comes in, lands. I look at all 10 of them, no leg bands. So I go and I usually try to kick them out. If, well, not a 10 pack I want, but if you get two or three groups in there, then they're going to start landing out in the distance. So you got to yep. kick them out. Yep. You got to kick them out of there kind of fast. Otherwise other birds are probably going to follow them. Right? Yep. Yep. So anyways, I get the, I get the field cleared, no bands in any of those first two groups or whatever came in and here comes a 15 pack right over and it locks up, sets in, sets down and behind them is a two pack, like maybe 300 yards away, closing in. And I'm looking at all 15 of those quick, looking, 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 don't see any. And I look at that two-pack as they're coming in, and the left bird has a leg band. And I pull up and shoot it. Hell yeah. Don't tell Chase, obviously, because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> so I just pull up and I go, Chase, check this out. And I kill the leg band. <laughs> and, um, and the point of the story is, if you would have just hacked into that 15-pack, you wouldn't have got any leg bands, and that two-pack behind them would have flared, <coughs> and you wouldn't have got it. Right. You know? So, yeah, you got you got to play the game cautiously when going out there and you got to be careful. What's your um number of decoys you like to use? Uh yeah, and that's another thing too with band hunting is if you have too many decoys, you when those birds land out there, they'll cover up their feet. The decoys will cover up the birds' feet. Right. Even little stalks of corn cover up the birds' foot more than you would think. Yeah, even like a silage field where you're yeah. like, oh, it's just dirt, but these stalks stick but up four stalks, inches. Okay, right. well, put your head 18 inches off the ground because that's, that's, right. that's where it's going to be. And now try to look across that field. And look at a bird's <clears> legs. It's, it's very tough. I used to do big spreads, but now... I'll just use my DSDs and I'll space them out into like three very spaced out yep, yep. pods, hoping that they're going to land in the middle, right in the wide open. Right. And sometimes, dude, they'll bird, I've had to wait like 10 minutes to look at two birds. Right. I've looked at all of them and I'm like, God damn it. These little bastards haven't taken a step in five, six, seven, eight minutes. They're just sitting there pecking at the corner, whatever's on the ground. Yep. And I mean, you can't. You can't kick them out of there without looking at them because right. it could be the ones. You know? Yeah, the ones you start walking at, you, you'll notice it like uh, as it jumps up and flies away. Like, ah! yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had any epic misses while band hunting? I have, yeah. So I had, well, we weren't band hunting. We were just uh, shooting it out with, with buddies. And um, it was me, Jesse, Matt, and I want to say uh, Aaron Luke. And we were sitting there and we got pretty close to our limit. We had a bunch of geese down. I think we had a couple ducks down. And I think we all needed like one bird apiece. And I'm like, this next group that's coming in here, I'm the only one with bino, so I'm going to bino them. And we had a 10-pack come in, 15-pack come in. And then behind that, so they started stacking out further. So now it's probably 35, 40 yards out. This 5-pack comes in and sets down. And of course, it's never the ones right next to you. It's always the one way in the back. 
It's like, God damn it. And of course, like one of the further back birds, I noticed I had a band on it when it's coming in. And I never took my eye off it. I pulled the binos down. I'm staring at it. I go, okay, I see a leg band. I'm not even going to begin to explain to you which bird it is. I'm going to stand up to shoot at that bird. And I'm like, and I'm going to do it right now. And you guys can just kill whatever you want. It don't matter to me. I stood up. Bam. My first shot, the pattern went all over it like crushed it but didn't kill it it jumps up i hit it again like kind of in the back ass end and it's cutting across but remember it's it's out there a little ways right right so i just fucking sent one more at it and i could tell i heard it that time too and you could tell his red lights were blinking like pull up because <laughs> he was like starting to crash down he was this high up the ground for three four hundred yards and waving back and forth and he was going right towards a building and I was like, please hit that building. And I'll just run over to the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets like 50 yards from the building and just shoots straight up. Oh, And goes fuck. over the building or died on top of the building. And it's like a huge corporation building. You can't just walk in like, hey, I've been goose hunting back here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I'd get on your roof. <laughs> but uh, there was a pond over there. I think he might have made it to the pond. But that was the only. I was like, God damn it. I totally missed that one. That sucks. <laughs> I couldn't find it. So and it was banded for sure. One hundred percent. Fuck yeah! Big old metal ring on that black leg. We had one. Uh, me and Jeff Houston had one epic miss. I should say Jeff Houston had an epic miss in yeah. in uh, Manitoba one time. We were up there in uh, the Winnipeg area trying to shoot double bands, and we're yapping at a uh, migrator flock, and we're watching it twist down, and it's coming down into the spread real good. And I just hear. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! We had accidentally called in some locals that were just lumbering off the refuge and i'm all you know i got my eyes locked on that exciting group of migrators carving down into the spread and i hear that wing beat i was like oh shit i look up this thing's trying to land on the layouts basically jeff's on the right side and i just see those two bands dangling off both legs double band double band jeff that one because it's on his side i couldn't shoot over him so he comes up Wham! Wham! No. Wham! No, plug your ears and lay down, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending my three. <laughs> Actually, what I did was uh, there. It was like in a four or five pack. I can't remember, but two of them were doing it dirty in the decoys, yeah. twenty yards right out in front of us. That bird tried to land on the layouts, carved hard right. He sent three at it. I was like, oh god. And then I look, and those two, two are those two are like escaping. I'm like, bang, bang! I shot yeah, two, just, just like in case. just in case, yeah. like it's part of a family group exactly or something. Right. I go right. Jeff is like pounding the ground, crying like, no, <laughs> oh my God. no! <laughs> I go out there, pick up those two birds naked, mm. like fuck, dude. Yep, that sucks. Yeah, that's that that happens. Me and me and Chase have actually. Uh, been on a couple of really good successful band hunts where you know you only kill like two well as you're band hunting and i kill them both because i don't tell them he's got <laughs> to see even himself he's got to learn the hard way right so, so if i'm on a two-person band hunt i've always kind of thought hey if you see it shoot it yeah right but right. on the second one like if it was me and you if i saw it i'd be like yo it's that one yeah yeah and then like, i'd give you a chance yeah. at it yeah, but me and Chase went out to a silage field I had permission for, and, I, and there was green patches all over, and there's this nice slope hill facing town, and I was like, well, let's go out there and band hunt again, Chase, because it's just silage, just dirt and stocks, right? So we put out the uh, Bigfoots, and we're laying there in our grass blinds, and you can tell those geese cannot see us because they're landing viciously close, like to the point you're almost flinching they're landing so close. Yeah, you can feel the wind coming off their wings. That's right, and um, Chase... Chase is looking for bands. I'm looking for bands. And sure as shit, I'm like, oh, my God, there's one. I pull up, smash it, 
leg band, you know. And Chase's like, all right, I want to get one now. I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll see. You better see it before me. <laughs> so anyways, we're laying there, and sure as shit, these geese are coming over, like, maybe as high as the ceiling, like 10 feet, right? And they're sticking their legs out because they're trying to land, like, behind us a little bit because there's some in front. And you can get it such a perfect view of their feet. And I'll never forget, I look over at this one, and I'm like, that one's burned. And right when I was thinking that, Chase was already sitting up because he's seen it. Uh-huh. He pulls up, shoots it, and you see his legs. He almost like blew the goose's, the honker's legs off. Just smashed it sideways, and his neck shot didn't go off. And I went like behind him back here and just dumped it. <laughs> and Chase was like, "No, god damn it!" I go running out there, and it's a. He ended up shooting it in the leg bands, or in the leg band, excuse me. And it's one of the coolest bands on my lander because it's got like three gnarly BB dings in it. Like it, it almost blew the band off. One right. band almost went through it. I wish the BB would have stuck in it. Oh, the BB went almost went through. Almost went through. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Campbell has that one photo of a BB stuck in a That's so sick. That's such a yeah. cool picture. My buddy Ryan Muckenhern back in when we were back in high school, he was a goose hunter and he killed a couple geese and one of them had an old rusted BB stuck in it from really? some, from somebody else. I actually which on, is so <clears> sick. on my successful band hunt where I I I had Carter deny with me this year, I shot a banded bird. It was a it was either nine or ten years old. We got a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old. I don't remember which one that was, okay. but um, it had an old pellet ding in it. I'm like, so motherfucker! Yeah. I put it on my story, and I was like, this is why you shoot I boss. That. I remember that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you were gonna like try to explain to people like how to ban hunt, I will hunt X fields because it's a little easier. But I will have no problem ban hunting in a traffic field. Either. Yeah. As long as you can hide very, very well. Right. And I'm saying, like, even if it's a bean field, I, I mean, you've heard it too. How are you going to hide out in that bean field? We need to wait for that corn field to get cut. So, because how are we going to hide in beans? And it's like just green grass hide out there or get right. that yellow dead grass and hide. As long as they don't see human activity, they're going to come in there, you know? Exactly. And like, how many decoys do you use? And do you face paint? And do you, you don't face paint, but you usually have the mesh mask and all that I always, stuff, yeah, right? face mask yeah. and um... paint your hands. Yep, and I'm and as far as decoys using, I'm I'm usually between that twenty to forty mark, right. maybe forty five at yep. the most. Yep. And same. like like same strategy as you spaced out because you put a cluster of decoys and then That's right. and I'm and I'm what I mean is spaced out is spaced out like from your viewpoint. Right. Right. Like think about where you're going to be sitting in that blind, and then like are you going to set decoys to where like two or three of them stack up within right. your field of view? Like if a goose lands here, do I have to look through three decoys? Yes. That's to right. see it, and that connects. That can be a real problem, and it's really hard to avoid. Even one decoy, mm -hmm. one decoy, a goose lands behind it and doesn't fucking take a step for seven minutes. Yeah, and yeah. and you're just like, God, it's damn it! And sometimes you can only clear one leg at a time. Yeah, and you can be like, All right, its right leg is clear. Some of the some of the best, and even the terrain in the field. Don't ever go where. You almost want the hill to go upwards. So you can, yep, so yep. You can see them all. Yep. And if you're on too big of a slope of a hill and those birds land down there, you're going to have a hell of a time seeing them. Right. You're going to have to like stand up. So don't sit on too big, don't, too steep of a slope. Is right. Trying and, to say. and just because like too, like you can only see so many as they land. Mm -hmm. Like it's pretty easy to clear or see two to five geese. Like right. you can get a good look at them. Yep. But like if you're decoying some bigger flocks, you're going to have some work to do after they're on the yep. ground. And you're gonna have to set yourself up for success. So, like you were saying, running traffic field. Like, yeah. if I got an X field where it's got tall stalks in there, or even just like tall grass. Right, right, right. But I got a bean field that can run traffic. Mm -hmm. What if I can decoy 
fewer geese in the bean field, but yes. I can check them all. Right. That Way might be a better view of their life. Right. That might yes. be better than hunting the X field that has maybe more likely that I land more geese, yeah. but I won't be able to successfully you're, check as many. You're not going out there to kill geese. You're right. going out there to land geese in right. that form, right? So which which field let's say I can land a hundred geese in the X field, but thirty right. geese in the traffic right. field. Right. I can check thirty in the traffic field. Yeah. Out of the hundred, what if I can only check, you know, twelve or fifteen? The three, four that are landing at a time. Right? Exactly. Right, right. And that would make in my mind like the traffic field is actually a better field mm -hmm. for band hunting, even though you are going to land fewer birds during that hunt. Correct. Another thing too is that I, I almost can't stress it enough is when we do go band hanging, I'll tell those people, know where know what decoys are where. Because yes. when those birds land, you're going to look at them, get excited, and then if there's a bunch of them out there, you're going to pull the binos down and be like, shit, which one was it? Such a, so so I, true. When I get the decoys set, I look and I'm like, all right, there's a rester feeder right there. I'll put them in the binos and kind of pretend like there's a bird back there and then pull the binos down, look at it again, pull the binos down. Like, all right, if there's a bird that's banded by the rester feeder, I know that's the rester feeder to the right or the left of it. Right? Yeah, such and a good I do tip. The same thing right in the middle and I do the same thing over here. Like, all right, those two sentries out there. Okay, there's that leg band right there. And I'll scan over and be like, all right, it's right to the right of those two sentries. That bird's pruning itself and it's the bird to the left of that one i'll pull the binos down two centuries bird prune itself it's that one right there yep yep you know? yep so then that i've had a lot of people do that like oh that, that one's got a band which one i don't know i lost it after yeah, dude you can down, it's like fuck especially when that excitement hits oh when they excite and if you're not used to it it really hits you hard <laughs> yeah it, it, it does oh, shit. another good tip that i've uh, learned the hard way when it comes to band hunting Pack a microfiber towel in your blind bag. Oh, correct. 100% right, dude. Yes. Or a napkin or something to soak up that water or that condensation that on, gets on, on the, the binos. binos? Yes. Oh, my God. God, yeah, dude. I learned that the hard way too. Yeah, dude, I'm sitting out oh, there like fuck. trying to get my uh, my traverse zip tee like out of my sleeve, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just panic come wiping. On, come on, yeah, yeah. I'm panic wiping the lenses, yeah. and then I put them back up. I'm like, God damn it! I almost pack a napkin or something like like I'll literally be like lanyard, shotgun shells, binos, napkin for the binos. <laughs> yeah, just so, because That's you just usually good. have those binos sitting on your chest, right? Yeah, and then you're sitting there breathing real heavily. Because it's yeah, intense, yeah, you know, it's yeah. getting wild. No, you put the binos up, you can't see shit. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. So I try to always know what I'm, where everything's at in my blind. Like gun, shells are here. I got my binos here. And when the birds start working in, I'll like almost pull those binos to the side so I'm not breathing on them. But I also yep, have yep. a napkin in my hand, too. So when I pull them up, as they're like about to land, I'm like clearing it off and then putting them up. Or yep. clearing them off before I sit up to look at them after they've landed. And yeah, I'll like clear them off and then like hold my breath. Like... <laughs> Exactly. Take a deep breath. Yeah. And then like when I have to breathe again, I'll put them down in my blind and blow mm -hmm. my like like I'm blowing a hit of weed out of my layout. <laughs> <laughs> Take another big gulp of air. <laughs> put the binos Blow back up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so intense and it's so fun. But one thing I've found too is like, man, if you get a flock of 20 birds in and you and three buddies rip into them and you go pick them up together, you're high five and you're like, that was sick. You get this like Feeling of elation, that high of like being successful. Like yeah. when I get 20 geese to land and yeah. I clear them all yeah. of their bands, yeah. my fucking high is 
gone. Right, and yeah. I'm like, dude, I want yeah. more. I know. Exactly. I want more. It's like a crackhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, sure. And it's it, I need to land more. I need to land and more. It's almost like I don't even give a fuck about these. All right. Dude. Yeah. This 20 pack. Get them out of here. This 20 pack, which with your buddies, not band hunting, would have created a moment of elation, like yeah. high fiving. Now, now you land them, you clear them, you have no elation. Right, right. You right. have no. You. Yeah. It's it's so much fun to watch them come in, but mm-hmm. when you're when you're hunting the band, you right. know, and yes. you're like, God, that was fucking sick. But also get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but, but get out of here. <laughs> and don't be walking away from me so let's land 50 to 60 yards out, you bastards. Right. But yeah, no, there, there's definitely a skill. There's a skill to it that you have to fully commit that animal into your decoys. Right. You know, in, into your abode of right. decoy. You got They got to be close. They can't. Yeah. I mean, I've had plenty of times band hunting like, oh my God, I would fucking annihilate this flock that's hovering at 10 yards. You know, they're looking around, they got their wings flapping, they're about to land, feet out. Yeah, but then they fuck off and there's like 20 of them. Right. And it's you're like, like, God, they almost landed. Four of them landed, but that 20 packed in. Right, right. I, I've had one time where I, I decoyed like 40 of them at a time. And I was like, oh boy, there's going to be a band in here. And that big of a flock, I try to hide. I'm not trying to look at them through the binos quite yet. They landed and I was like, here we go. And I pushed myself up. I pulled those vinyls up and they fucking bounced. <laughs> and I was like, no way did that just happen to me. I've also had, just like you have, plenty of times where you land geese, to, you look at 100 to 200 geese, not a single leg band. Like a, a very, very, very successful yeah. and, band hunt. And you were looking at, like, like if, that, if any of these birds had a leg band on it, I'd be able to read you some numbers. Right, before right. Before I shot it. Like I'm literally getting a great look at these birds. Right, and then you're like, well... I guess there's no photo today. Right. You know, like, and you just have this crazy fucking hunt, and it's like... But it feels still as good as killing a 10-man limit, in my opinion, when I got to sit there and hang out and look at all these birds and listen to them. They make crazy noises, and they do wild shit. Like, dude, I had two or three geese one time pruning themselves for, like, 15 minutes, just pecking at their chest and at their wings and just shaking it off and making weird noises and stuff. Yeah, it's fun to hang out with them. It is fun to hang out with them. Exactly right. Have you ever noticed this before? Um, This has happened to me several times while band hunting. I've landed a single, and and you clear him, nothing on him. Let him chill. He's out there pruning, doing his thing, walking around, and you'll see him put his head up real quick and go, bloop. Like he'll honk. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Dude, they see other, another flock coming. Like now, oh, really? yeah, like I've had it many times where like a goose like, that's just chilling there, not doing nothing. Yeah. All of a sudden we'll be like, what? And I'll be like, oh shit, there's another flock coming. Another and there fucking somewhere. is. Like sometimes they're really far away. And I'll be like, holy shit, that goose is honking at that other flock. Right, they're, see that? they're almost like in a little alert system. Yeah, basically <laughs> like, hey, by the way, buddy, guy in the blind over here, there's more of us coming <laughs> right over here. For sure. Well, dude, we've been doing this for like 28 minutes. I'm sure we should go. F- we could do it for like another hour. Absolutely. but um, We'll have to do it at my place for the root, uh, four score. Hell yeah, dude. Um, what's your favorite shot size and boss ammunition? I would say the fives for early season and the twos for late season. I'm not a big fan of the threes for some reason. I just haven't had... The, just a feeling you have. Yeah, right. But um, I will shoot them. I've killed plenty of them with it. But if I had to choose five for early, two for late, and now they made the new one-shot size. Yeah, like the, like the high-brass magnum oh, one-shots. Man, dude, those things are just like make you laugh. It hits them so hard. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. But I almost don't like hitting them that hard, you know, because then you can't really eat them because they're just fucking <laughs> destroyed. It's like, damn it. 
Yeah, yeah. I've been shooting that three by five the last two seasons, and uh, yeah, they've been a great sponsor of the show. And good like to give them a shout out, Lee and yeah, Zach and all those cool dudes that are out there. Those are the only two I know. I know there's another guy that like was the one that made it, made it. Like he was the What's one. What's his name? Them Brandon. I don't know. I can't. Brandon Siroki or Sir. I've never met him. I've only talked to like Zach and Lee. Yeah. But yeah, super good dudes. Um, afford affordable as far as premium shot shells go. Absolutely. You get that bismuth from a, yep. a direct to consumer company like Boss, and you can get them for a reasonable price. Right. Um, tungsten is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it costs now. It used to yeah. be five dollars a shell. I can't even imagine what it is now. I mean, it's it's a it's a dynamite. It's it's my favorite shotgun shell that I've ever owned and used. Same. And um, yeah, you just feel like you have the most dangerous weapon in the world when you're coming out of that blind and you're like you can't miss almost. I mean, right. Obviously, you have to be on the bird, but I have fewer sailors using boss shotgun shells. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It makes our job easier. Right. And I don't. Yeah. I don't really hunt with dogs. I know a lot of people know that, but. I, I ain't hunting with the dog, and I want to kill him dead right there, and I go out there for 20 feet, not 200 yards, you know? Exactly. So. All right, dude. Well, cheers to the season. Thank you very much for doing the Absolutely, podcast. Buddy. Great season it was, kind of, sort of. Not really, but it was all right. But I'm glad it's over with. <laughs> I'm going to Mexico, dude. See ya. Thanks for listening, guys.